Welcome to the Marriage Cafe, where marriages come alive through the Word of God. With your host, Bishop William Pittman and Prophetess Loretta Pittman. Now get yourself a cup of something special and enjoy your time in the Marriage Cafe. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hallelujah. Oh my God, we're here. We made it. Yes. God is amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And um, it's a beautiful Sunday. Yes, it is. God is so good all the God time, is right? Good all the time. All the time. We are here. We are live. Yes. Um, and uh anyway, babe. Yep, I had a wonderful week. <laughs> Got you that time, didn't I? He got me this time. Mm. He had a wonderful week. So did I. I had a great week. Um, yeah. I still enjoy my son-in-law and my daughter that is still visiting from Virginia. Um, so yeah, we've been having a lovely time. How was you all Thanksgiving? Right? We haven't talked yes. to nobody since Thanksgiving. Since Thanksgiving. Yeah, since before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked to you guys. So how was yes. your you all Thanksgiving? I pray it was good. Ours was good with a lot of food. Um, just immediate family, not all immediate family because everybody is everywhere, but you know, it yeah. was nice though. My daughter, my son in law, like I said, came to visit me, and mm-hmm. we had um, a good time. yes, good time. my niece and my son, my other yeah. son, and yeah, we just had a lovely time. Uh, plenty of food, giving thanks, yeah, giving God thanks, grateful to God, being grateful. Had a lovely yes. time though, so yeah, mm-hmm. God is good. So we still kind of celebrating a little bit, but. Anywho, we are here. We are here. We are here. Yeah, you know, you got to take a enjoy the moment. You know, yes. these holidays. Enjoy yes, you got to enjoy members. it. Mm-hmm. And just enjoy the moment. Enjoy the time. Yeah, have a it's good time. Right have enjoy a good your time. family. You know, family yes. is so important. You know, if you yes. have family out there, you're not talking to them or mm-hmm. you're not, you know, communicating with them, you need to fix that. You know, you need to fix it, communicate, talk to your family, especially your immediate family, your children. Yeah, if you got some things going on out there, you got to fix that. So, yep. yep. All right. All right. All right. You ready? I'm ready. All yes. right. Let's go. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Marriage Cafe, Cafe where marriages come alive through the Word of God. I'm Prophetess Loretta Pittman. I'm Bishop William Pittman. And we got a word for you guys tonight. So yes, let's go ahead yes. to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray. let's pray. Dear Lord, we're so thankful that you've given us another opportunity to come live tonight. Yes. Thank you for all the listeners out there. Each and every one that's tuned in to this podcast, Lord, just give us the words to say tonight. And Lord, we just uh, just use our lips tonight. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And amen, amen again. All right. You know, I like the because you gotta pray. You gotta yes. see what this ministry is all about. You know, putting God first. Putting God, God first. You know, sometimes you could. You know, God give you a word, or you can look up some stuff and mm-hmm. be like, Do you want to go that way or that way? Right. You know, but you got to let go. And the ultimate teacher is the Holy Spirit. Yes. And we got to let God have his way. Gotta let God so, have you his know, way. I was telling, uh, you know, you got to feed the spirit. Yes. Feed the spirit by reading, by studying, and then you prepare yourself, but then you let the Holy Spirit use you. Yes, that's right. You know, and tonight, um, we was talking about, um, I was trying to see how to go with this. And um, and I was just thinking about some things. So when God gave us, the, uh, I don't want to go there yet, but I want to read the. All right, okay, first. okay, so because I'm gonna go ahead and read the scripture whenever you get ready. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. read Ephesians. All right, all right, we what got a few things we got. What scripture you you have? I have Matthew nineteen and six. You want to read yours first? You um, well, if you want to read yours first, I mean, I let go, let God go. Ahead, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. All right, my husband don't know what he wants to do. Okay. Yeah, All right, let's go ahead and read. And then I have some other stuff that's here. Go, go so for it. all right. So Matthew 19 and 6 says, So they are no longer two, but one, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate, right? Yes. Let no man separate it. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, never let anyone speak negative or come between your marriage and you. God should be there only. Um, God should be there, be the only one speaking into your marriage. God should be the only one speaking into your marriage. In other words, no one should be speaking negative about you or your wife or coming between y'all in no way, shape or form. 
Stop discussing your problems with people who cannot help you. And especially those, I always say of a single nature, especially if they have never been married and they never had a husband. A single person, as far as I'm concerned, if they never been married, cannot tell you nothing about a marriage. They cannot. So um, we only can speak from the, our experiences and where we have been. But that's my scripture, Matthew 9, 19 and 6. All right. All right. Yeah. So basically, um, you want me to go ahead and keep going? Go ahead. Go for it. All right. Let so, go. Let go. <laughs> let go of that guy. So mm-hmm. as we posted earlier, we, we were saying there are relationships that sometimes can come in and separate you. And so we want to talk about those. And I have eight of those that um, eight different relationships or eight different things that can try to come in to separate your marriage. Now, we just read the scripture, Matthew 19 and 6, where it says, let no man separate you. You know, if God put you together, no man should be separating you or no situation or thing should be separating you in no way, shape or form. So let me just read this. Many couples experience that their relationship changes over time. And during the first years of their relationship, you spend a lot of time with each other, talking and um, um, a lot of closeness with each other and those kind of things, especially when you first get married. But then relationships come in and begin to progressively separate the couple, depending on what it is that you are allowing to come in and change you, you know. And um, and so those things can come in and put a strain on the relationship and they can strain the relationship to the point to where you don't even know who your spouse is anymore. You're just kind of looking at them like, who are you and, and where did my husband or where did my wife go? You know, because of the pressures of life and different things like life just comes in and it just kind of tries to get you, you know, like I said, separate you little by little. So. Um, so everyday life starts to, like I just said, come in and try to overtake you and you start to lose that closeness. You start to lose that intimacy in the relationship and in the marriage because you are, have allowed all these other outside influences to get in. And that's what happened. I think I, I feel like that's definitely what happened in the garden. In the garden, the enemy got in between Adam and Eve, you know what I'm saying, to cause a rift between them and God. Because the enemy, you know, spoke into, you know, Eve's ear and then, you know, and then it kind of progressed from there. So the closeness her and Adam had in the beginning when God made her, uh, that closeness started to dissipate once the enemy came in and separated them from God. You know, even though God still was with them, still they were separated from the garden and they had to leave. You know, they had to be, you know, they were told to leave. So certain things we have eight things that will come in sometimes and will begin to try to uh like i said separate it and number one on my list is work work is number one because we have to work like somebody got to go out and go to work somebody you know has to be at home maybe to keep the kids if that's the case or you know or if you both have to go out and work and sometimes if you both are going out to work it definitely definitely puts a strain on the relationship because now you both are working two different separate times and the husband is you know you know busy with whatever he's got to do the wife busy with whatever she got to do and now y'all both so busy there is no time to spend with each other nobody is making the marriage a priority to prioritize your time together. You, you know, the husband might be busy flying here and flying there. Uh, the wife uh, doing the same thing, flying here, flying there, whatever your job may be. Or you got a lot of work hours or you stay in overtime or, you know, your boss wants you to do this. Your boss wants you to do that. And so there's a lot of that going on and it's coming between your marriage. It's coming between your relationship. It's coming between the intimacy um, our pastor always say, you know, that, you know, the woman was not meant to really go out and go to work. You know, he's an old fashioned pastor. And then I love that about him. And he said that the husband was meant to be the one to go out and be the breadwinner, you know, to bring in the money. And so sometimes, you know, he's saying with, as far as with the woman, that when she started to go out and have to go out and go to work, then it messed up sexual time, the intimacy time. You know, because down the woman is too tired to be intimate with her husband or, you know, and those kind of things, you know. So, yeah, work can be a place where or a thing, a situation uh, or a relationship, in other words, that could try to come in between your marriage if you don't get that under control. Mm-hmm. So you want to say something on that, honey? 
Well, I got a scripture on that. Okay. I believe here is a good time, but this is scripture here. Ephesians chapter five, okay. verse 15. All right. It says this, but the heading here says, walk not as fools. Okay. Walk not as fools. And All verse right. Verse 15 says this, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Mm -hmm. So when you think about that, then he goes down a little further. Uh, Ephesians 5, 21. Submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. Mm -hmm. and I be I believe this here. He's warning us. Apostle Paul is warning us. Don't the stuff you're talking about. This worldly stuff that gets in the middle of your relationship. Mm -hmm. Don't walk as fools. Right. You know. You got to use if wisdom. You, yeah. You submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. But it and I really it hit me. Submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. Once you submit yourself and you start, when you come to these problems or these situations, you start to deal with it as a couple. Yeah. So he's saying, don't walk as fools. What is he saying? Don't get caught up because men, as men, we can get caught up in the work and all these things. Yeah, some you women know, can too. Long hours. Mm -hmm. There are men and women who yeah. work out there. Yeah. Get caught up into the uh, these uh, long hours or whatever. But he says, don't walk, walk not as fools. What is he telling us? You know, don't let the world things, things in the world dictate, dictate your, how, you, yes, yeah. how you are uh, communicating in your marriage or how you communicating in your relationship. Because like I said, it can, it has a way of getting in. And especially when you work in long hours, you know, depending mm -hmm. on what your job is. And sometimes, you know, you could be working 24 seven. It just depends on how busy, you know, the place where you work is and those kind of things. And you can lose that time with the spouse. Because that was, as far as I'm concerned, the number one thing in the Bible that separated Adam and Eve. And that was because Adam was out in the field working all day and the enemy was able to come in and talk to his wife, you know, who who was supposed to be home tending to things, you know, at home and those kind of things. And so because Adam was out there working so hard, you know, he was, I guess, I'm not going to say he was neglecting his responsibility, but I'm going to say it had to have something to do with that in order for the enemy to be able to go and talk to Eve. I mean, what do you say on well, that? You know, I say on it too, but if you even think about Adam and Eve being in the garden and God gave him, you know, to name all the animals and, and take care of the garden and all this, but in his taking care of the garden, you think he he would have took care of his wife, right? Her eye on him, protect her, mm -hmm. and, and, and not work so much. And is I what think I'm it's saying. a it's a thing there where it seems like uh, in this submission, submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. I think sometimes, like you were just saying, mm -hmm. when we be in a relationship for a while, why do it tend like to work or or you know you get. Some people get like, oh, I've been in this relationship so long. I can't stand her. I can't stand him or whatever. Mm -hmm. You start to grow apart. But no, you shouldn't be doing that. And that's why he's saying if you submit one to another in the fear of God, God keeps you together. Yes. You know, when you, when one, like in Genesis 2.24, for the reason a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife mm -hmm. and the two shall be one flesh mm -hmm. how can you hate your own flesh this is what the bible is trying to tell you i believe this is the mystery yes. some people get in these relationships and you forget each other mm -hmm. you forget god you don't want to spend time with god you don't want to spend time with your family or your wife or whatever when you start getting there that's that means you walk in as a fool yes and he's telling you walk not as foolish mm -hmm. you know be but be wise. But be wise. You yes. got to be wise in these situations because the enemy, what? He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He yep. loves to separate. He loves to divide. Mm -hmm. So in your relationships, you got to learn how to stay on one accord with each other. Stand that's submitting. And, and when I think about submitting, when you you got to submit, you know, submit these things that not only just to each other, but to God. You know, Lord, help me in this situation. I need you to, I need more time to be at home or whatever I need. You got to submit some time to God so you can hear from him and he'll work these things out for you. Yes, and that's what will. a lot of people don't realize. we got to keep God first in our life mm -hmm. and in our marriage because you want and submit, you know, you gotta, you can't let, Oh, the enemy, what he tried to do. Oh, you know, I, oh, I can't stand my wife. I can't stand my husband, mm -hmm. you know, this about him or that about him. No, you submitting that you telling me once I submit, that means I can humble myself and we can work on these different situations. Yes. And we can grow from this. That's what you got to do. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. 
babe, I gotta, you know, I gotta work some long hours this week, or we gotta work some long hours to get out of this situation. Right. But the wife and you should be praying together, say, Lord, you know, help us. We need more money. That's right. Or whatever yes. it may be. You that's got a right. God that's sitting there. If the earth belongs to him, he can't work and this out desires. for you. Mm. He can't work these situations out for you. You and I hear, you know, a lot of people they want to take the power back from God. We got to figure this out. Yes. You know, no, mm -hmm. you got a God that's sitting right there that's able and willing and to willing help to you. help you in any situation. He might tell you whatever to give. you're going through. He might tell you to go sow somewhere and 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 bless you with the opportunity for what you need. So God is a God of opportunity, and He will give us opportunity to straighten out things in our lives, you know? So, uh, but yes, he's there to help us. He's there to guide us, to show us all of those things. So we have to make sure that we are putting work in its proper place. Work should be at work and we shouldn't also be bringing work home because sometimes you can bring work home and cause a whole lot of riffraff in your home too, because now you're arguing about things at work that should stay at work. You know, work is work and home is home. And we need to learn sometimes how to separate the two. Um, so yeah, we must guard it. We must guard um, our marriage uh, mm -hmm. so that the uh, outside world cannot separate your marriage. You've got to guard it. You have to guard it. It should be guarded. You know, we will we'll take and we'll guard our houses as far as our homes that we actually live in. But we won't guard our earthly houses, you know, of things that we might be letting into our earthly house. Um, and I'm talking about these, uh, our, you know, bodies and then bringing those things home um, in our spirit to our spouses. So we got to be very watchful of the enemy because he's very slick and tricky. OK. All right. So my second one on my list is in-laws. That's the uh, second relationship. In your in-laws, because sometimes your in-laws could try to come in and wreak havoc on your marriage. And especially if you don't. um Surrender, number one, your marriage to God, making God first in your marriage. Uh, sometimes you could put your family first, you know, whether it be the husband or whether it be the wife. You could put your mom and your dad before you put your spouse. And or, you know, if you're dealing with a single a mom, sometimes the sons will have a problem with allowing their mothers to come in and, you know, speak whatever they want to speak and those kind of things. And so and vice versa. So it just depends on what kind of relationship you got going on with your in-laws. Now, there's some couples out there that got wonderful relationships going on with their in-laws, you know, and there's no problem with that because they are not letting those in-laws come in and be, in, be negative and be negative towards their spouse. So it just depends on you and, you know, and your spouse. And what are y'all doing when it comes to that? You know, well, you, you want to speak on that? Dealing with, <laughs> when you deal with in-laws is how you come into the relationship mm -hmm. a lot of times you if you come in and you're a respectable young man or woman mm -hmm. and you come and present yourself the right way uh most of the time the parents are going to respect you yes it's how a lot of times they'll see over the years problems people have is when you come in and you're trying to take the child or out of the family you know you're trying to do things separate from the family mm -hmm. and, and really god when you talk about marriage marriage is really all about family it's about so family if you find a person that that's up to no good they'll try to separate you from your family but when a person loves you you're supposed to love the family that's right you know now because you're be a part of that family. that's right and don't don't you um because i find it funny that the bible clearly states for the man to leave and cleave, mm -hmm. but it doesn't state for the woman to do that. Have you noticed that? It doesn't state for the woman to do that to her family, but it states that the man ought to leave his father and mother and cleave mm -hmm. to his wife, right? Yeah, that's Genesis two twenty four. Yeah, so it talks about that. Leave his father, yes, and mother, and cleave to his wife. That's right, and they become one flesh. Yes. Now, why do you think that is when it comes to that part? It's like why wasn't the woman also told the same thing? Um, I really believe that because the woman is, you know, especially if the woman is coming from her parents, her family, and going into this relationship with this person, that the woman needs to, the, the woman is more emotional, I believe. I think because the woman is more of an emotional being. And with that being said, you know, of course, she's going to, uh, you know, still have her parents in her life. I'm not saying that the husband shouldn't have his parents in his life. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is, is like because that could be the last child of you know the daughter could be the last daughter of that particular family you know and so therefore they want to make sure they keep watch over her make sure that the person that she is uh 
getting married to is not isolating her. You know what I'm saying? It's not hurting her or beating her in any kind of way and those kind of things. And that they're, that she's safe, you know, in that sense of that, you know, that husband is to leave and cleave. Therefore, you know, he is to be joined to her and her family, you know, but still you have to be careful. Um, the woman still has to be careful not to be letting her parents tell her everything to do when it comes to her marriage. And especially if it's wrong, if it's not of God, if it's not, you know, uh, helping their marriage, you know what I mean? If it's not bringing it together, in other words, is what I'm saying. So um, we have to be watchful of that. And that's one thing about me and my husband, you know, as far as our in-laws, you know, well, my, on my husband's side, you know, his, my, his parents are not here. And now my parents are not here no more. But when I first met him, his mom was here and I had a good relationship with his mom. Um, just as well as he had a good relationship with mine, not in the beginning, but as time went on. And then, but we still didn't like let them into our marriage. Like we never like went and talked about each other to our parents, because I think that's the main way that in-laws can get into your marriage um, is when the husband or the wife is going back, talking to their parents about their spouse. That's the most worst thing you could do because then now you don't went and talked about them. And now they got the, when they do see that spouse, they're going to think negatively about them. They're going to think negative. They're going to have negative thoughts and words and those kind of things for for that person. Disrespect because you went and you talked to your parents about that person in a negative way. Yeah. And it, it gets right? a bad outlook on that person. Mm -hmm. And then you have them. Then a lot of times we always talk about it all the time. Like if you get in a fight in your house and you bring your parents into it or mm -hmm. family members into it. Yes. Now they're looking at your spouse differently now. Yes. And what it is. It's because what we learned over the years, you shouldn't let your, because you shouldn't let your family get in the middle of your relationship. Yes. You got to stop that. It's not saying now they're trying to make an excuse now. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't, I didn't want my parents to know who I'm involved with because I don't want to get them in the middle. No, your parents supposed mm -hmm. to know who you are involved with. Yes. Because that's, that person is supposed to be a part of your family. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times the enemy will come in and say, oh no, don't tell your parents about, it. no, that's yeah. the devil. Yeah. Your parents, if your parents are loving parents, they want to know who you getting involved with. Yes. Why? Because they still your, you know, they still love you. They still want to protect you. They yes. still want the best for you. Yes. And a lot of times that a lot of people know when you're young, you just got those googly eyes and all that. And you can't see that this person is not right for you. And a lot of time your family members. Can see yeah, that. they can see that. And they'll be like, no, I don't think you should mess with this one. Right. And a lot of times when your parents tell you that. It, it always go that way. Right. Because people outside people can sometimes see what you don't see. Right. But sometimes parents can be wrong because my sometimes mom was surely wrong, wrong about you. Come on now. Yeah. But your you know how my mom, right. that's my grandmother was right. But still, right. my mother was still in charge of me right. in that sense. So what I'm saying is they, they, and then as time went on, she absolutely just adored you. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So what I'm saying is that sometimes they can be wrong about the person. They can be. You know, sometimes they can be right. It just depends on the situation. And then sometimes, you know, parents are taking their um, their uh, thoughts or whatever, their mindset about the person from a ne somebody else that's negative instead of getting to know that person first. So that's what I'm saying on that. Yeah. Um, get to know that person, you know. But I believe that, you know, and I know with us, you know, as far as with our um, children, um, our grown adults, I don't call them children because they're all grown. And their spouses, um, we love their, their spouses, you know, so I believe that a spouse should come into the family and blend in with the family. Now, if the spouse that you're, you're, you know, and you're the parent and, you know, that person is coming into your family and they don't get along with nobody in your family, then that's a whole problem. I think that's a whole problem because everybody should be respecting each other. And so if though, if the spouse loves the child that you created, you and your husband, then that spouse should also love what that child loves. And I always tell, you know, my grown adults that, that if a person loves you, they're going to love who you love. They're not going to come in and separate my children or my grown adults from us because our grown adults love and respect us. And so therefore, if they get married to someone, those people need to also love and respect us because they're coming into our family, wanting our daughter or our son. And um, and so they should definitely come in to respect us mm -hmm. and then vice versa. We should respect them. And so how it is in our family is that 
we got two son-in-laws that done came into the family um, that love and respect us and we love and respect them. And so therefore we don't have to be involved in their marriage. We don't try to get involved in nobody's marriage. Um, you know, if my daughters need to talk to me and my other, because we are pastors as well as their parents, they can, but they've been handling their, um, their they situations and they've well. been doing very well, very you know, well. and that's how it was with me and my husband. Like, I don't, I never went to my mom and talked about my husband to, to her or anybody in my family. And nobody in my family could ever come back to any of you guys and tell you that I have done that because I don't do that. Um, and so therefore, with my husband and me, we would take whatever issues we got. We take it to God in prayer. We don't need to go to anybody else in that sense to be like, oh, you know, we can't handle this situation here. We can't do it. No, no. God has been there and God has been telling me when I'm wrong. And him when he's wrong and that we need to apologize or whatever it is that need to be done. And that's how we was able to, I was able to even get the books that I um, have written and this ministry here uh, to be able to talk to you guys about marriage and stuff. So I know what I'm talking about when I say this is that keep your business to yourself. If you know, your spouse is a respectable spouse in your family. Keep that personal business, whatever it is going through, unless that person is beating you or trying to kill you in any way, shape, or form, we should not be talking bad about our spouses. And that's how you keep your family and your mom, your dad, all of those people, not even just your mom and your dad, but aunts, uncles, nephews, nieces, cousins, you keep them all out your business because you're not taking um, something personable or maybe something that just happened just that moment and spreading it around the family and saying, oh, you know, he just, he just did this or that, whatever, because you make yourself look bad too because you're married. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. So you just want to cut that off. Yes. Key lesson for that point is to don't put don't let don't uh, let family members get into your marriage or yes. your relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can um they need you need to bring your, your spouse or whoever around or whoever you dating to see and y'all talk and stuff like that. But when it comes to a lot of arguing and fighting, mm-hmm. it's not good to get your parents and your loved ones in the middle of it. Yeah, it's not You're going to be back with this person again. Mm-hmm. As we've seen over the years, people that argued and fight, mm-hmm. they get back together. Now they're looking at you crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I learned over the years, you just step back. If they got an argument or whatever, you step back. As long as somebody is not physical, you know, abusing somebody, that's different. But, you know, people going to argue. They're going to fight. But me and my wife, we always tell y'all all the time, when we have an argument or something like that, we learn over the years, you come home and you talk about it. Or you talk about it in your car once you leave there. But mm-hmm. the bottom line, we do this tonight to let you guys know that, you know, some of some of this stuff you can avoid in yes. your marriage mm-hmm. and letting people into your marriage. Because this, this is why we're talking about submitting one to another. When you love each other, God wants you to become one. You're going to look out for each other. Yes. You're going to defend each other. Yes, yes, you know, yes. And protect each other. You Boy. are. Okay, so I'm going to go to the next one. And the next one, number three on my list is children. Okay, and I'm going to read this. Um, Ephesians 6, chapter 6, verses 1 through 4 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So children are um, like a built in. uh, 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 They are built in intruders sometime in your marriage (laughs) and they need so much because they need so much attention and they need so much help and assistance. Um, And sometimes we have children when we're not mature enough to actually have them. And so we fail to see the needs sometime of the children. We fail to set boundaries with our children. OMG, the boundaries, okay? You fail to, uh, you put up with different things that your, your children shouldn't be doing and shouldn't be interfering into your marriage, like, you know, the way that they can at times. And as a result, you know, sometimes you, you'll find yourself in really deep trouble. Sometimes you can, uh, like I said, be immature when you had a child and didn't know how to really be a parent. And you let that child grow up speaking what they want to speak, telling you what they want, how they want to do things. I don't do. I just do not. And it makes me angry. I do not understand a parent who sit up there and talk to a four or five year old child and ask them, what do they want? They don't know what they want. That's why you're the parent. 
Exactly. That child don't know what they want. That child is only going to say what they what childish things. When you are a child, you want to speak as a child. So why would an adult sit there talking to a child and asking a child what they want? You know, I mean, come them, on. A lot of them do it. Yes. And uh, they talk to these. You arguing with your spouse or whatever, and you talking to your child like they grown. Yes. Like they really you you talking you about insight. the husband to the child, <laughs> right? Or you talking about the mother to the child. The child don't understand. The child does not comprehend what is going on in the marriage. Don't comprehend the things that they might be doing to make uh, something bad in the marriage, you know, to, to, in other words, causing an argument or causing a rift in the marriage because that child that did something and the two parents didn't agree. You know, let me touch on that. Too. Okay. That's okay. a good thing too. When okay. a child is that young, the child is feeding off of what you're saying. Yeah. How your emotions and what you feel and what you're going through mm -hmm. and how you, ex you know, how you putting it out there about your spouse or whatever. So this child going to form an opinion of their mom or their dad. Why? Because they got it from you. Yes. They picking it up. It's like a sponge. They picking it up all from you. You know how you don't like the mom no more. I can't stand her and yep. all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So you think I should divorce her or whatever or leave. Mm -hmm. Of course, that child is on your side because she they too young to 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 really sit there and tell you the truth that you need to get your act together. Yes, you know that's what I'm right. That's you right. might be the problem. That's right. Not mom, it's you. Yes. Or it's not dad. Yes. You know, it's not mom, it's dad. Yeah. So what it is. Uh, you putting too much on that child, and then you're gonna have them worried because y'all about to separate or do whatever, y'all fighting or whatever. Yes, you know, so your children shouldn't even be in the middle of your marriage. No, and you have to get on one accord with your yes. parenting styles. You mm -hmm. cannot have one parent have one style of parenting and the other has a different style of parenting because of the way you probably grew up. You both got to come together on what what style you're going to choose in order to raise your children, and that's what me and my husband did because our kids used to sometimes try to come in between us by playing one against the other, you know, or saying, well, uh, you know, dad, can I do this when they know I told them they couldn't do something or vice versa, you know? So no, you, you, you gotta make sure that you on one accord together because those kids will try all kinds of things um, to uh, cause problems. And if you are the parents there, you're, you should never be getting a divorce because a child caused a problem in your relationship or you shouldn't be separated because a child caused your child now caused a problem in your marriage or your relationship for you to separate. If that child is causing a problem, then you're not parenting. Bottom line, you need to get some parenting classes and you need to learn how to parent the child the way that they need to be. Because what we should be doing is parenting these, these children when they are children to grow up to be good citizens in the world. And that means respect, love, all of those things, you know, so, you know, and you're not a parent if you're not teaching your children the right values um, once they get older. So don't let children come in between your marriage. Okay, let's go on because I could stay on that that subject for a long time because there's a lot to cover there. But we're going to move on because we don't have a whole lot of time. Um, also to friends, you know, letting friends come in between your marriage and in between your relationship. And uh, a lot of people do these things. Like um, I, we just heard about this situation where there's a uh, there was two there's a friend that came over to this married couple's home, and the married couple um, they all have fun together. They this this friend is the friend to the wife, and they all have fun. But the wife was allowing the friend to back it up on her husband, and was laughing about it and actually egging it on for the wife to back up her her you know her her behind up to the husband and the husband was like well what can i do about this situation because i don't want the that girlfriend backing it up on me but at the same time if she's doing that i want to kind of like you know he was thinking about it and so and so you know wives you know got to be watchful of these friends who want to come to your house and back it up on your husband or looking at your husband in any kind of way. And sometimes we let friends into our lives that really mean us no good. This friend is not dating anyone. It was a single friend and she was coming over. She would come over, I guess, to spend time with them. And then she starts to drink and then things start, you know, coming out of her. 
And so we got to be watchful of that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, we can't be letting no friends, you know, I don't play no games like that when it comes to my husband. That that right there would have been a no and she would have been kicked out my house and wouldn't have been a friend anymore because I don't play those games when it comes to my husband and my family. Yeah, you know, so go comes, ahead. When it comes to friends, this is what a lot of people, because this is a big thing in marriage mm. because you're going from being single out hanging with your boys or girlfriends, all that. Mm -hmm. and people got to learn to realize that once you get married, and then you planning on having a family, you got to separate yourself some from mm -hmm. your friends. Yes. And then they got to, now you married now. Mm -hmm. So you can't have friends doing all that type of stuff around your wife or mm -hmm. your husband. Mm -hmm. You know, what friend? Come on now. You got to think about it. When a friend is doing stuff like that, they very disrespectful anyway. Yes. Because you're supposed to carry yourself the right way because now I know that you married now. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't do you know, I'm not going to do all that. I'm trying to back it up on you or do that. Or, yeah. You yeah. Know, that's crazy stuff. I shouldn't be touching. Yeah, you no, it shouldn't be none no, of that going on. that's not a friend. You no. know, or you drinking like that, you shouldn't be, you know, you can't come over to my house. Not no. drinking and being loose like that. No. So what it is, you got to learn how as couples, you got to have, you know, put down some, put your some, foot down. Some, some boundaries. Some, yeah, some boundaries. Okay, some boundaries. And that's really the key when it comes to your friends. Yes, it is. You know, yeah. your friends shouldn't be in your marriage. That's right. You know, your or speaking into your marriage. what's going on in your nope, life. Nope, or you're definitely not in your intimate life, too. Because so. we know a lot of friends, uh, when y'all break up, mm -hmm. we see a lot of friends there with the wife or with the husband. Yes. You know, what foolishness is that? Yes. Like, with all the men and women out there in the mm -hmm. world, that's very disrespectful. Because some women are just so about their girlfriends. They yeah. want to go to, they want to go on vacations, when they want to do all these things. And I get that. Okay, have your girlfriends. But, you know, but don't have your girlfriends all up in your marriage, all up in your house, all up yes. in your bedroom, all up in your business. You know, you have to have boundaries. There's You should have set boundaries when it comes to your girlfriends and your husband and vice versa, because no guy should have his guy friends coming to his house while his wife is there alone. Why is you visiting my wife when I'm not home? That's what that friend need to be asking when it comes to his wife. You know, why are you even at my house? You should be at a person's house when they're they're not there. You know, you know bottom line. And that's a key right there. That's a good subject right there. Okay. If a person is your friend, they're going to respect you. Yes. And when you talk about respecting somebody, I wouldn't want to be in the house with your husband mm -hmm. or your wife or yes. whoever That's once right. you leaving home mm -hmm. because I wouldn't even want you to think that I was doing something wrong. You couldn't think it because I left when you left. That's right. I'm not going to be in the house when you, you're not there. Mm -hmm. So as a respectable friend, is a, yeah, I know we trust each other. No, it's not about that. That's it's right. about you don't want your friend thinking that y'all did do something yes. or even putting it out there. The Bible says stay away from the appearance of evil. So if it appear to be, you know, that's not right. You wouldn't want nobody being around your husband mm -hmm. or your wife yes. or somebody's daughter mm -hmm. that's left home. Out of respect, even though I wouldn't do anything, I just don't want the, the appear like I did something. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's so, right. So that's good. So you just separate yourself away from Yeah, that. you get you, you separate yourself away from that and you mm -hmm. don't let that go on. So. Uh, make sure you be watchful of your friends. And then the next one, which that was number four, friends. Number five is affairs. Um, because right there, I, and I went right into that after friends because that friend was basically trying to have an affair with that woman's husband, her friend's husband. So if you have a friend, like I said, that's supposed to be your friend, why would they be your friend and trying to come in and have an affair with your husband? And backing it up on him while you standing there egging it on and laughing and giggling and stuff like it's funny. Like, no, you know, that's how so many households get in trouble because you allow the enemy in. The only way the enemy can get in your house is if you let the enemy in. And so affairs is another relationship that can come in and separate your marriage. Of course, we know these, right? This is the affairs is the oldest trick in the book is the oldest thing in the book. It is sometimes the main reason why people separate and get a divorce because, you know, someone can't seem to keep their clothes on and to keep their private parts only dedicated to their spouse. They got to go out there and spread their private parts all around every place, you know, and that's not of God. Number one, God can't stand it. You know, he hates it. He hates affairs. He hates relationships where you're cheated on or, or you are the cheater. He don't like it because he even talks about that, about us cheating on him when we're supposed to love him and not going after all these different other gods. 
There shall be no other God before God, right? So there shall be no other spouse before your spouse. And this relationship here should not come before your spouse. Why are you having a, an affair with a with some strange person? You don't even know what they got, what they, I mean, it's just, to me, intimacy is just intimate to me. Like it is so sacred that, you know, an affair, I mean, going out there to sleep with somebody, I don't even know. And I don't even know what they got, what they carrying. That is just deep to me. And it's nasty. And I would not want any parts of it. I don't want any parts of it. Okay. So that's just where I'm at with it. You have anything to say on well, that? The whole thing is how you carry yourself. Don't put yourself, what we say saying <sighs> tonight, don't put yourself in those type of positions. Mm-hmm. That a lot of times, you know, you, you're you going to be attracted to somebody. Mm-hmm. Think, Everybody's know? attracted and to somebody. flirting but, and doing all that stuff at work. But don't be doing like, that. But you got to learn how. When you call yourself a man or a woman of God, you got to learn how to separate yourself from that. And even if you don't call yourself a man or woman of God, you need to respect the person you called yourself saying you love and you married. That's my thing. I'm not yeah. cut you no, off. no, no, no. But I'm just saying, if that person say they love and and they married the person, why are you even contemplating anything like that? And there's so much going on today with that, and people trying to have their spouses killed because of an affair. You know, like you said, the other one was talking. Why are you going to do that? Just leave if you're going to leave. Don't hurt the person. Don't kill the person. Leave. Because a lot of you're not going to get away with they it. They still doing that type of stuff today. Like it's 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 more it's out there today. Yes. Everybody's and they think that the enemy is telling them like you're going to get away with it. Yeah, and you're not. No, you're not. You're not going to get away with it. No, Just you leave. Will, you will. Like I think they don't sit down and the scripture said count the cost. So yeah. they don't sit down and count the cause of killing somebody. And then you just say, uh, like, you're going to get away with it. That's yeah. the enemy. Because yeah. you're not going to get away. It with is. It's the enemy all the way you're around. You're not going to get away. So, Sooner or later, you're going to get caught. Yeah. So affairs should be off the table. All right. Number six is church. You know, and I want to go through these. I got three left. Well, two more left. Church is the next one. So church, we got to be very wise and very careful not to allow our church service, our church goings. Uh, come in between our marriage because sometimes that relationship with the pastors or the bishops at the church or um, the deacons or whatever it is that's going on. You could be a, a choir member or an usher, uh, you know, whatever it is your job is at the church, it should never come before your marriage. God doesn't want you to put the church before your marriage. And that was something God spoke to me about before he even let, allowed me to even do ministry. He said, Loretta, I want you to make sure that you do not allow ministry to come in between you and your husband. That was what he said. And I stick to that right now to this day. And I like to pray about everything that I do um, before it's done, because I want to make sure that God has called me to do it. And I'm not going to put it before my husband or my or my family, because that's what the Lord said. And that's where a lot of pastors and bishops and people get lost because they think that the church is more important than their family. And it's not more important than your wife. It's not more important than your children. It's not more important because sometimes we could be spending all this time ministering to other people's kids, helping them to become delivered, and ours is falling by the wayside. And even when you were speaking right now, even the church, the church is not more important than God. No, it's you not. Yeah, come on now. There. Come on. So God come on. even got a balance out there. You yes. Know? Sometimes we think we're doing stuff for God and we're not. Mm-hmm. And you know how you please God? Spend time with God. Yes. Pray about it. Relationship, not Relationship. religion, and, and then not being for I'm hours, you, secret you know, too. doing this and that. A lot of people think because you you stay on your knees 24 Come on down. hours Come on. and Come all on. this. Yep. It don't take that long to hear from God. It don't. Let me, if you're hungry, he said, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be fed. That's right. right. If you get on your knees and you sincere, what he says, the effectual fervor and prayer of a righteous man shall avail as much. Shall avail so much. you get That's on your right. knees and you really pray and spend that time with God, you will hear from him. You sure He'll will. To you. And you ain't got to be there hours Mm-mm-mm. upon hours in order to get a word from God. You just don't. A lot of time, let me give you a key thing. A lot of times when I was on service or whatever, the Holy Spirit comes in give you that word whatever you got to say and the holy spirit is gone yes and you still on your knees crying and doing yep. all this and he you was just one that didn't get it yeah holy spirit already came through it already came through so sometimes yes. we we got to um be open to get rid spirit. of our religion yeah. take religion off and put on relationship because mm-hmm. relationship is going to override religion at all the time every day anytime yes. 
So get out of religion and get into relationship. And God will not come between you and your spouse because God is for you and your spouse. Mm -hmm. That's what God wants. He loves marriage. Marriage is so important to him. It's, it's priority on his list because the marriage between us and him is his priority. So let's not let the church come in between our relationships and our marriages and our, our religiousness of it all is what I'm saying. Get into relationship and peel off, peel off religion. Okay. And stop allowing it to come in. Okay, number seven is finances. You know, a lot of times we can get in trouble there too with our relationship with money. Everybody don't have a healthy relationship with money. Mm -hmm. And so therefore they will spend it any kind of way and do whatever and then get into a financial hardship. And then that will come in and divide the couple, divide the marriage because now we're fighting about money because we got to pay bills and, and somebody don't got it or somebody don't got no job or whatever's going on and the money ain't coming in the way that needs to come in. But guess what? That should not even divide your marriage. You have to stick together no matter what. What if God took away all the money? What you going to do? What you going to do? Exactly. You know, what you going to do then? You want to stick together or are you going to keep fighting? There's nothing there. So you have to turn that around and change that. And you have to turn around your finances, give it to God and go by his instruction on what to do. You know, I know giving is a blessing in our lives. You know, me and my husband, we've been giving because I remember God took the money away from us because that was our problem one one time, remember? We got fighting over who was going to do this and who going to do that. And we need money for this, need money. And then next thing you know, there was no money. There was no home. There was nothing. It was just me and him in the car. You know what I'm saying? With the kids. Now what you going to do? Okay. Are you going to sink or swim? And you know what we did? We swam. Right. And we came back to shore. And God blessed us. And now we live in our own home and own it and all of those things. So what I'm saying is, is that you got to stick together. God is about the family. He is about yes. the marriage. He is about the relationship. He's not about religion. He's not about money. He's not about all these things that we sometimes let come in. And try to separate our marriages. So, finances is a key. That's right. You granny don't want anything on that. No. You okay, good. gotcha. And we on our last one, and the last one is internet. Now, internet was chosen because there is so much going on in the internet today. You got all kind of women. You got all kind of men. You got all kinds of things going on. Sometimes we spend hours upon hours with our head buried down in our phone. We don't even look up at our spouses no more to talk to them. We just texting all the time. There's no full conversations, uh, you know, and so we got to get ourselves out of that. I know that we think that that stuff is important, but it's not. I mean, you got anything on that, honey? It's not important. We shouldn't be, you know, texting all the time and buried into our phones for hours. Sometimes, you know, you don't even know how long you actually been on your phone until your phone. Like I got an alert on my phone now to tell me how long I actually been on this phone. And, you know, to alert me that, okay, you've been on this phone for an hour now because you don't even recognize how long you actually be on your phone. You just be on there and just watching things or seeing things or whatever's going on. And, you know, it can come in between your marriage because it can come in between intimacy because sometimes you could be on your phone and your spouse want to be intimate with you and you don't want to put your phone down because, you know, you are looking at whatever you're looking at or reading whatever you're reading or learning about somebody else's business. And then, you know, your spouse is upset because now they in an intimate mood and you're not because you're on your phone. Well, that's what we're talking about tonight. Don't mm -hmm. let, you know, don't let anything separate you from your wife, from God. And that's what the internet is trying to do. Yes. If, and, but it's you. It's still your choice. But a lot of people are letting the internet and stuff like that take over their life. Yes. You know, it's like, I can't get off. I got to be on here. Mm -hmm. I got to be texting. I got to be doing this. No, you don't. It's a balance in everything. God is not trying to stop you from doing these things. Right. But he said, do things in moderation. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You could do it two, two or three hours. Mm -hmm. Go pray. Yes. You know, spend time with your family. Do things like that. You got to get a balance in your life. That's what we're saying tonight. And everything in your relationship should be, your work should be a balance. Church should be a balance. Your finance should be balanced. Everything in yep. your relationship has got to be balanced. Everything has when you out balance. of line, out of order somewhere. It's gonna. It's hard for you to keep track of everything yes. because you you got to sit down sometime and see where you out of order and then correct those things. Yeah, you know whatever it may be. That's what we're saying tonight. That's what God is saying to you. You know, I had a scripture for you too. First Corinthians seven, 
uh, through 10 through 11 says this. This is a key thing here. It says a wife must not separate from her husband and husbands must not divorce his wife. And so what I'm not saying, the, the key to marriage is, is coming together as one in a one in unit. That should be your goal to become one. Submitting to yep. one another is becoming one. That's right. And when you come become one and God is in the midst of it, it's hard for the enemy to get in. Yes. A lot of time we out of order or our balance is not right. It's because you, you out of order either between each other or between you and God. Yes. And once you get back on the path, watch how God straighten that out for you. Yes. And he'll Amen. keep you together. Submit he really will. Submit one, to, one another. to another. Yeah. I wanted you to read that one other thing that you had um, that we were talking about earlier. You said it wasn't a scripture, but you had wrote it what down. What it says here, it says, thou shalt put no other earthly relationships before this one. Yeah. That means no one gets in the middle of your marriage. That's right. So don't let That's anything good. or anybody get in the middle of your, your marriage, marriage because God put it together. That's right. He says, let no man put us under. Yeah. What God put together, let no man separate. Right. Okay. So that's, that's what you're not key. supposed to do. So yes. That's the Lord. key. So if somebody got in or something got in, you let it in. You let it in. Why? How did you do it? By not staying on your knees, not some people don't want to communicate to each other. They it's a hard, it's hard to communicate. No, sit down and communicate. Exactly. All right. So All anyway, right. we want to say thank y'all so much for joining us in the Marriage Cafe. We are grateful and thankful. We're going to go ahead and pray out. Um, yes. And we'll see you guys here on next Sunday. Yes. Right? All righty. So let's go well, ahead. They would say if God's willing. God will. <laughs> God, yep, God's willing. So let's pray out. All right. Dear Lord, we're so thankful. Yes. I pray for me and my wife, Lord, that you... Uh, just keep us on one accord with you, Father, most of all, all and submit one to another because yes. we love each other. Yes, Lord. So, Lord, I thank you for all the listeners tonight, each and every one that tuned into this podcast. Touch them tonight, Lord. Yes. And hopefully this word was a blessing to them yes, and Lord. to us. Yes, Lord. So, Lord, we thank you. We want to be pleasing in your sight. Yes, This is do. our prayer in your loving son, Jesus', Jesus name. Jesus' name. And we all say amen, amen. We just, amen. We just amen. ask for you guys to have a blessed week. And, and we want you guys week. also to submit one to another yes. and, and to have a good marriage. So we just want to say we love y'all. We bless y'all. And we'll see you guys here again on next Sunday. God bless. We love you. We love y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching The Marriage Cafe. If you have never given your life to Christ and you'd like to now, please stick around for a minute. The Word says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So right now, we are going to pray together for your salvation. Please repeat this prayer after me. Lord, I believe that you died for me and rose again on the third day. I confess that I am a sinner. I need your love and forgiveness. Come into my heart. Forgive my sins. I receive your eternal life. Lord, confirm your love by giving me peace, joy, and a supernatural love for others. Amen. Congratulations. You are saved.